Hey everybody, it's Buffy, and welcome to an episode of Life with Buffy, the podcast that gives you the truths you need to win in life. On this episode of Life with Buffy, we will be talking about the truth about what's important to women. So through these 41 years that I have been on this earth, I've always found that what's important to women is everything. Whatever is important to a woman is what she will put her whole heart into. And she can do some amazing things just because that thing is very important to her. So I know there's a lot of women that think that, you know, maybe what's important to them is small or insignificant or doesn't mean a lot. But when something is important to you, you have a passion that will drive you um, like nothing else and like no one else. So, you know, what's important to me might be different um, than what's important to somebody else. But still, the simple fact that it's important to both of us, those are the things that will push us to greatness. Those are the things that will push us to our purpose and just kind of what we're meant to do here on this earth. So today we'll be talking to one of my good friends about, um, you know, what's important to her and why it's important to her and the, the group of people that she has been able to help because she identified something that meant a lot to her and it was important and she saw that other people needed it as well so I hope you enjoy Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Life with Buffy. Today we are talking about the truth about what's important to women. And today we have a very special guest, one of my great friends, Renetta. Hey Renetta. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for asking me to be here today. I love talking about um, women and what's important to us. That's right. So it got me thinking about how much that actually means the world to women. Because whatever is important to us, you know, that's what we go full force with. That just kind of moves everything that we do in our in our journey. Um, So you are a part of a book with what, like 29 other women, right? Talking about what's important to you guys and why. So can you tell us a little bit about this book? Yes, the book is written by, we call ourselves the Quarantine Queens. Okay. Why we call ourselves the Quarantine Queens is um, everything was going great in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was just booming. Businesses were booming. Everything was great. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, March 2020 came around. Everything yes, just did. shut down. Out notice. Everything just shut down. Mm-hmm. People had businesses. Um, yeah, businesses on corners and everything mm-hmm. was going great. People in the group with me had just opened businesses. Everything was wow. easy. And all of a sudden, the whole country shut down. When I say mm-hmm. the whole country, I mean not the United States. I mean everything. Went yeah. outside of us. It was like shelter in place. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing. It is what it is. Do the best you can. You can leave right. the house, get groceries, and be back in the house. Right. <laughs> 
But we was just like, okay, so, oh, this is just going to be a week. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. It wasn't, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then two weeks went by. We was, yep. It's going to be a month. Right, right. I remember the that feeling. We like, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know how it's going to be anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So then it became a be restless, and then we started noticing businesses started losing their businesses. Mm-hmm. And so um, the leader, Doretha White, got with mm-hmm. she sent out a message on Facebook, and she was like, "If any women want to get with me to write a book, I'm looking for women mm-hmm. who are entrepreneurs and boss ladies who mm-hmm. would like to get with me and write a book about what is important to them." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, right now, nothing is moving. Mm-hmm. Right. You have yes, nothing else to do. You know, yeah, right. Let's learn a new skill. We uh-huh. can't do it. So my thing was, once we got shut down, once they shut us down in March of 2020 and we weren't opening no time soon, I started taking online classes. I was in school at the time to finish up my bachelor's degree. Wow. I was just like, let's take as many classes as we can mm-hmm. that they have. And plus, other companies were giving classes for free. So I'm like, yeah. what? Let's just get into this. Mm-hmm. So then, once we got into it, it was a lot bigger than what I thought it was. I thought it was just about us just talking about our businesses. But then it was like, we're going to look at our business plans and make them simple. Wow. So then we went and made our business plan simple. So then it was like, what is really important to you? And why is it important to you? And does your website show that? Mm, That's a good question. Yes. So then we had to look at our websites. Mm -hmm. And we had um, people in the group that did websites. So then we was like, okay, well, this is what I want it to look like. We looked at the colors, the color wheel, the color scheme how it made us feel, Uh how it would make the people feel that went to our pages. And then we had to hone in exactly what we wanted to do with what we were doing. Um, Mine is a nonprofit. We had um, women with profits that had for profits. Um, They had online boutiques and how to make the boutique Uh better and how to make it mainstream to where people can get to it. And then we were talking about how to connect everything with all the social media apps and mm-hmm. how to quit being small mm, that's and that good. was a big one yeah that that's a big one for women so we gotta think bigger yeah yes yep. because as mm-hmm. women we're told to sacrifice that's we're right. told to give so, give so much and so when we start businesses mm-hmm. the first thing we do i know me because mm-hmm. i have a nonprofit and i have such a huge heart yeah, I I just have a huge heart, and when I started working with women, it just I just say my first few years didn't go as good as I right. thought we're gonna go. Right, I <laughs> was doing it in my home, mm. that didn't go too well because okay, let's say like this: I'm a country girl, I grew right. up in the country, <laughs> so I assumed that everybody like had a grandma that said, "Don't do this." Oh yeah, that's this not, is how you nah, do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's and, not it. I just assume because I'm right. a country girl. I, they had aunties and be like, "No, this is how you take care of yourself when that woman time comes." And right? No, this is how you do this, and this is how you take care of your finances. And 
this is how you raise your child and mm. this is how you take care of your household and you keep it clean and, and this is how you do simple stuff well I thought mm-hmm. I took that for granted right I thought because I had a grandma two grandmas mm-hmm. that raised me I thought because I had an auntie that when my grandmothers couldn't be there like no ma'am that's not ladylike because right. I'm not the total ladylike person I have mm-hmm. a fun loving personality because I'm very outgoing mm-hmm. I love people and mm-hmm. you know I'm kind of eccentric so <laughs> I'm not when you, you see are, me I love I'm it. not the typical female I'm just not that right. I got a little mm-hmm. bit of time for with me. I got a little <laughs> right, femininity right. with me. And I'm very eccentric. I'll pick a piece over here, pick a piece mm-hmm. over there. I don't right. fit in a group. You can't say, mm-hmm. oh, she's a black girl. Then you're like, well. Right. <laughs> so tell us what kind of business, what kind of business was it that you're starting, that you started in your home? Um, I started uh, a nonprofit. It is called Refuge mm-hmm. Women's Transition Center. And again, it is called Refuge Women's Transition mm-hmm. Center. And what that was is, what it is, is when I when I came out of the military, um, mm-hmm. there were not many things that were for women and they still are. Mm-hmm. Right. There are a lot of things for men that come out of the military that had the same experiences as me, going to mm-hmm. war, um, right. having um, PTSD, having so many mm-hmm. other issues going on. They had all of that for men. There were nothing mm-hmm. for women. So when I got out, when I um, when I went ahead and uh, discharged from the military, I was like, oh, I got my papers. I am honorably discharged. They said I was going to be able to do this, don't do that. Uh, not so. Right. So I trusted some people. I trusted some people. You know, I'm thinking because I was in the military, everyone mm-hmm. has the same, like, country girl thinking everybody has the same mindset as me right not knowing that people are on purpose looking to they were like wolves in sheep's clothing so i had Mm -hmm. a huge check from getting out of the military huge Mm -hmm. huge it was like 30 to forty thousand dollars wow and i was like i'm gonna buy a house i'm gonna do this and that Mm -hmm. so i met some people (laughs) and and they was like i'm gonna help you yeah, I bet. Yeah. They was like, you were single. I had my daughter at the time, so I was getting out of the military. Mm-hmm. My daughter was two. So I was like, we're going to help you. And they ended up getting a hold of my bank account information. How? I don't know. And wow. I came home one day and I didn't have any money. Wow. So I went from $30,000, $40,000 to zero. And I'm still trying to figure out how the bank just let them take my money. But they right. had my checks. They had everything and they just cleaned up my account. I went to work, came back home. I ain't had no money when I, uh, I didn't have any money. So when I went back to the house, I didn't have anywhere to stay. They, they had packed up all their stuff. They was even oh close to the ground to show how fast they was rushing. They were close, wow. they were gone. So let me ask you this. Okay, so this was obviously something that you wanted to start because it was important it to was, you. Did oh, that yeah. experience change that in you like were you like yeah I don't want to help anybody anymore um at first I was because now mm-hmm. I am a veteran that's homeless so mm-hmm. now it's a whole nother dynamic before I was a veteran right. with money now this is a whole mm-hmm. nother dynamic so I said okay mm-hmm. so there were some people that went and I'm in a whole nother state so now I can't be- get mm-hmm. back home to North Carolina I'm in Georgia I can't mm-hmm. get back home right. 
so I'm like, okay, so now I'm just trusting people to help me. Mm. And that wasn't wow. easy. So it's like, right. well, you need to get some food stamps, you need to do this, you need to get some housing, you need to do this. So mm-hmm. because I went in and I had my DD-214 to show I was in the military and my military mm-hmm. ID from the military, they was like, well, we can't help you. You need to go to the VA. Wow. Yes, they would not help me because I was a veteran. They was like, you right. need to go to the VA. So then I went to the VA and they was like, well, we can't help you because you're not on medication. Oh, and no. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm telling you, I have nowhere to stay. And I had all my bags with me. I have nowhere to stay. This is what I had. Wow. And I had my daughter, my two-year-old daughter with me. So we're completely mm-hmm. homeless now. So I'm like, what are we going to do? And it was like, well, you're going to have to go back to them. And I'm like, I can't go back to DFAS. They told me not to come mm-hmm. back because I'm a veteran. And they right. said, you supposed to help me. So now I was in a conundrum. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So I ended up sleeping at the Greyhound bus station that night. Yeah. And then some good Samaritans came and got me in the right position and got me in the right place. But I never, ever forgot that I wanted to do Refuge Women. I never forgot that I wanted to do a transition center. I didn't know the name of it. I just knew I wanted to do one. Wanted to do it. So years went on and I never forgot that I still wanted to do the transition center. Years went on. Now I'm back on my feet, doing, um, back on my feet. Um, I have my car now, I'm doing good, and I'm in traffic, and the vision for Refuge Women's Transition Center came to me in 2004. I'm just sitting in traffic at the traffic light, boom, there Right. Thank uh-huh. you. I have no opinion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. So I had speaking into my oh, voice good. recorder and go from there. Mm-hmm. And then awesome. years went on. It didn't happen right then. As you know, things don't happen right then. Mm-hmm. So as, it's, a process. it's a process. So I actually mm-hmm. started it in 2005 in my home. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm a single mom. Single moms. Well, I was a single mom. So single moms were my heart. Because I know how it mm-hmm. feels to be one. So I started right. taking in single moms. Well, like I said, not everybody has had this mm-hmm. lifestyle. I'm not right. saying that I'm perfect, but I had mm-hmm. older women to say, no, that's not right. Yeah. That's not how you handle mm-hmm. your body. That's not how you treat your right. body. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I found myself, here I am, I'm 30-something years of age, mm-hmm. training women that are 40 and 50 how to handle How to take care of themselves. During their women's time. And these wow. women were married at one time. And I'm just wow. like, oh my God. So you're trying to tell me that yes. your husband saw this? Oh my God. I said, I'm not judging yeah. you. I said, I'm just, mm-hmm. I had a whole different upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I, so there was definitely a need yeah. for the transition center. So yeah. I began to do that in my home. I would take like two single moms at a time. And they could be a single mom by themselves or just have one child. Because I have my own child. Right. So things got got out of control. When I say things got out of control, I mean, <laughs> things got, got out of control. I left my cell phone home one day. I never leave my cell phone, but God did it on purpose. I opened up the door and one of the women was just going to town with the guys in the neighborhood. And I was like, oh, oh no. So then you're like, yeah, I can't have yeah, this in the so house I was anymore. Like, I'm going to have to find another place. Because <laughs> you right, can't be in right. the home where my daughter is. 
age right. of three yeah. and you yeah wow. you can't do this we're not Mm-hmm. So I had to find her another place. I went in. I went around and found mm-hmm. her a shelter. So she had to stay in my house for another mm-hmm. few days. But I found her a shelter mm-hmm. and I gave her her money back that she gave me for the month. I was like, no, you, right. you go ahead and have that. So I learned the hard right. way. <laughs> learn the hard way. You yeah. have that in your home. So I had to learn mm-hmm. that you need to have a place of peace for yourself to lay your head and your family, and then mm-hmm. another place yep. to help the women. Yeah, that's really good advice for any yes. women in business. You kind of have to have, you have a cutoff a so you can have a place space. Of peace where you can yeah. meditate and Definitely. be yourself. Because mm-hmm. what I was doing, yep. I was finding that I was coming home from work and then I wasn't able mm-hmm. to shut off. Because now I'm dealing with right. the women in my home and I'm going in my room right. to shut off. They're knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. They're out of right. feminine needs or they're out of this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, didn't you get that on the way home? And and I'm like, I know I'm here yeah. for you, but you still have a job. And why didn't you get grab the things you needed? And I need groceries. Right. Okay, but you're 40 some years old. I'm 30. Why didn't you get your groceries right. when you came home? And well, this and that. I'm like, but you were married. You didn't. And then I had to calm down, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait a minute! Now you get into the channel, right? So calm yeah. down. You're mm-hmm. meant to assist, right? You exactly. can't judge you were, her. Yep, you were just doing it right. in the wrong way. And I was like, yeah. "You can't judge mm-hmm. her because maybe her husband did all the shopping. Maybe mm-hmm. her husband, yeah. on purpose, went and made sure everything was picked up from the corner store for her feminine mm-hmm. needs. Maybe she never did it." Right. Maybe her mom mm-hmm. always did it, and then her husband took up that role. Maybe she just stayed in the house until she was married, and then and I was like, okay, stop. I had to check. Yeah, yeah, that's why it has to be separate. Yeah, so I had to check uh-huh. myself because yeah. I was getting frustrated, mm-hmm. and that's what a part I had to learn. Yeah, you can't do mm-hmm. work and live in the same spot when you're dealing right. with that's people. Right. You need a separate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, That's really good yeah. Advice. I had to so, learn that. So how? So what did you learn about? I know you talked about, you know, when you ladies were meeting, that you discussed thinking bigger about your business. So, you know, where did you go with that when you thought bigger about what the refuge center? Okay. Could be? So at first, I was just helping single moms and military moms. So then I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's just helping a percentage of women women we have so many different traits and stuff and so i was so i changed it and said of course i'm gonna help veteran women that are coming out of the military but most veteran women don't need assistance when they come out the military they don't need assistance to 10 Mm -hmm. years down the line that's when ptsd hits Mm -hmm. because ptsd hits later it doesn't hit when you first got the military it hits when a situation happens that you have no control over and then mm-hmm. it hits and then you find yourself in a fetal position. That's what happened to me. I found mm-hmm. myself in a fetal position. My daughter was, I think, four or five. And I found myself in a mm-hmm. fetal position on the floor in my house. And she had the emergency number for the VA and she had to call them to come and get me. Because I was wow. literally getting ready to have a nervous breakdown because of PTSD. Mm-hmm. So then I realized I can't miss those. I can't miss those, right. those, those women. Ladies. So then I was like, the women that's coming yeah. out of the military to be a chaperone to assist them in civilian life. Because mm-hmm. it is rough right. coming from 
military life where everything is set up for you, you have a barracks. And if you don't have a barracks, you're living off the coast. And you have a certain amount of cash that's coming to you every month. Well, once you get out of the military, you don't mm-hmm. have that anymore. Right, so now that is trauma. You're you're wow. used to this amount of money every month. Boom, 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 boom. And that's what active military. Right. So once you come out, that's trauma. So then you have to deal with mm-hmm. that trauma, and then you have to deal with the trauma of being coming from a military mindset to civilian. There's a way that military people mm-hmm. think that civilians don't. And so when we come to the civilian world, we're traumatized. So I had to think about not just the veteran woman, but the veteran woman 10 years after she's been out of prison. Now she's married, she has a family, and now there are more responsibilities placed on her. And now with the more responsibilities or more stress, and stress brings on the PTSD. And so you need to be able to assist her and help her family understand where she is. So what have you guys been able to do? What have you guys been able to do in the community? So far with that, I've been able, because I do not have a sturdy location as of yet. So what we have been doing Mm -hmm. is placing women in efficiency hotels until, because of COVID, until we can get them like a Mm -hmm. shelter that is um, or another transition right. home until I get my location. So um, mm-hmm. it was, so I went bigger and said, veteran women mm-hmm. just come out of the military to aid them in civilian life. Mm-hmm. Then also veteran mm-hmm. women that's been out of the military 10 or plus years. Then also right. women who find themselves in domestic violence. Because you find yourself there and you don't know what to do. Because the person you loved mm-hmm. and gave gave you vows so many years ago, mm-hmm. just laid hands or just said words, done something to right. the children, and you don't know what to do now. You're frozen. But we assist with right. that. And we tell them, if we assist you, you have to abide by our rules because we're trying to save you. And if you do not listen, your right. life and your children's lives can be in danger. So then we also assist um, women that's coming out of prison. Um, because so you yes, really want big <laughs> covering everybody. But it has to be a certain level of women coming out of the prison. Mm-hmm. Like a woman, let's say she went to prison for right. selling drugs, like some marijuana. We can assist with that. But if she went mm-hmm. to jail because right. of um, hurting children, because we have children there, we can't have right, her. Or right. if she went because she's a, a pedophile, we mm-hmm. can't have her there with us because we have children. Right. So right. Give people well, a they're going to give you the second chance. So because out. I don't have a yeah. firm location, what I do is I open mm-hmm. the doors up for three women every three months for a quarter. And I assist mm-hmm. and see, who, see what funds I have. And then I assist them until right. we can find them a permanent location. And then we also assist that's coming out of the sex industry, whether that is that it was forced into the sex industry or they were really participants. Mm -hmm. Then um, just teenage girls that find themselves in Mm -hmm. a dire situation because I was in that dire situation as a kid. So I know how you can find yourself in a dire situation and you say, I'm in trouble, but I don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, that's great. 
So let me ask you this. What would you say to somebody that knows, you know, like what's important to them or they have a story or a journey and they know that there's people out there like them that might need certain things? What would you say to somebody that um, that was trying to figure out how to make what's important to them, like guide them towards their passion or purpose? I would say... Okay, now that this is something that is really on your heart, how would you want to be taken care of if it was if it was you? If it was you right now right. and you needed this assistance, how would you want to be talked talk to? How would you want to be cared for? Would you want um would you want a card so you can freely go into the Dollar Tree or um uh, 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 um, Dollar General or something like that. Right. Yeah. That's how would you, you want to be treated in this situation? Money and yeah. You got to use the way I want to be used. Would you want to be handled mm-hmm. rough? Right. How would you want to be handled? However you want to be handled is how you set the system up. And once you set right. it up like that, you know you that's would awesome. never abuse the people that you were assisting. And that's why mm-hmm. I said I had to check mm-hmm. myself when I began to talk to the women mm-hmm. that were like 10, sometimes 15, 20 years older than me, a minute. Right. You, you knew you wouldn't want you that for yourself. That she knows <laughs> right. Or maybe right. she does right. know it, but in the process of going from where she was to where she is, she has forgotten. Mm-hmm. So right. you just can't okay. assume. So I had to keep telling myself all the time, you cannot assume, Renetta. Mm-hmm. Cannot assume, right. Renetta. Uh-huh. If you judge, yeah. you will lose. So I mm-hmm. yeah, you won't be able to serve people the way they need to be, or they, the way they so deserve I had to, to be reach served. out yeah. and grab right. onto grace, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard because it's yeah. just like because you look at how you were raised and you want to assume mm-hmm. everyone was raised in the same way, but even though I grew up in the country and someone 20 miles from the country just like me doesn't mean they grew up just like me. Somebody could have grew up in New York, New Jersey, or somebody could have grew up in Texas or Mexico. They could have had a totally different upbringing. Yeah, there's always information that we have as individuals, as women, that somebody else needs. And it can be, you know, down to those simple things that you talked about. Um, but that's why we need to, you know, find what we're passionate about, find out the people that we're, you know, meant to serve yes. and to pour into. I even found out yeah, that women in their 40s were still going to the check cashing mm-hmm. place. So I had to no. walk <laughs> into the bank. Yeah. Take fifty mm-hmm. to twenty five to fifty dollars and help them open up a bank account. Yeah. So that they could place their money into direct deposit and they wouldn't have to carry around mm-hmm. the check. I said, you know, I mean yes. you don't I know said, what you don't know. This is plain As and a simple. Woman yeah. To be walking around with this amount of cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said someone is always watching. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. there's definitely a need well can you tell us how we find out more information about the book and the refuge center so we can keep yes we're going to be having a live a live Mm -hmm. um we're going to be live on february 28th 
Um, you can oh, yeah. go to my Facebook page, Renata Cheston. You can also go to my Instagram page at Renata underscore Cheston. You can also go um, to my webpage for my nonprofit, which is www.therwt, as in Tom, C, as in Charlie.com. Again, that is therwtc.org. That is the Refuge Women's Transition Center.org to find out more about when we're going to be going live because of COVID-19. Only a few of us can be in the building, but we will be going live to do um, a live book signing. And also, that it's going to be on live. It's going to be virtual book signing as well as a virtual Mm -hmm. um, going live with the book. And we'll be able to pre-order on that day as well. Right, oh, so we can order and, it and next month my personal book would be out next month. So I'm excited nice. about that too, oh, that and more great. information will be coming about that. How you can do a pre-order, as well as all the virtual book signing and all that good jazz. Mm-hmm. Well, I am very excited for you, and I'm glad everything is going so well. And I'm glad that there are women out there that will be able to benefit from your help, from what you know that they need and you can give to them. So I just pray that you get blessed with a huge, huge building so you can help as many yes, people you as you both. need to. Oh, thank you so <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right, and thank I will you. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.